Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast on everything. I'm your host, Dan Berlin. We have another new episode, obviously, for the fans. But before we get into that episode, just a few things about the podcast. You can email the show info at the podcast on everything.com. You can also find us on any major platform where podcasts belong. I think there's 17 of them. If you live in India, you can find us on the major platforms there. We're a major hit over in India. I don't know if my guest, who is a regular, knows that. But if you know anybody in India, ask them about the podcast and everything. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, we love that show because I'm blowing up over there. Now, because I'm blowing up, we have to put out more content. And more content will be coming out. Uh, A lot of things have been really annoying me recently and I need to do a lot more what grinds my gears episodes to be on the lookout for those some more interviews some more games but uh let's get into this current episode which is a continuation of one we did in the past which was comparing Space Jam of the 1990s to Space Jam with LeBron James that came out in 2021 this is a continuation of that with Suicide Squad of 2016 compared to Suicide Squad of 2021. And to do this, I needed to bring in someone who knows comics, who knows DC. And that man may have just beaten Brady Bosworth for being on the show the most, and that is Stephen Taylor. Welcome back to the show, Stephen. Hello. Thanks for having me. Um, um, Steven is a big DC fan, big Marvel fan. I've seen Suicide Squad of 2016, but not 2021. And he said, you have to see it. We need to compare, and we need to have an episode to compare and come up with which one is better objectively, which is what we can now safely do. Yeah, there's a a lot of differences. Yeah, so we ended up watching them, not back-to-back. One day, we watched one, we took notes, very... Very scientific. Watch the next day, and now we're going to compare our notes in a few categories, just like we did with these Space Jams, and see which one is a better one. And, uh, Stephen, anything you want to say before we get into? Yeah, I mean, the these these movies, they came out at, uh, like, the first one came out in 2016. The, the new one just came out uh, this year. And... Uh, it really shows the differences between how, like, I guess DC and the the studio had their vision of what they wanted to do with like their extended universe, like the DC uh, EU um, back in 2016, and then how they kind of had to stop, change gears, and go uh, go to with a different direction, and that really shows in this new 2021 version. So there's a lot of differences with that that I'll go into and yeah just let's jump right into kind of uh, talking about comparing the two movies yeah now it is important to to say that it's tough to compare how much money they're going to make and I know we did that with the original Space Jams but you know right now we're in like a a pandemic with all this COVID so it would be unfair to compare how much this made against the other yeah Um, and then say because of that you know, this one wins. So we're not even going to get into 
into the money aspect of it. But rating-wise, the second one was better. But let's go into the first episode or the first um, movie of 2016. Mm. So everyone kind of understands where it's coming from. So before Suicide Squad in 2016, there was a few Superman movies. Mm-hmm. And then there was a Batman Superman. Mm-hmm. And what happens in Batman Superman is Superman is gone. Yeah. So um, spoilers if you haven't seen it. It's been <laughs> it's been five years, but in, in Batman versus Su- and Superman, yeah. um, he uh, sacrifices himself to save the day and and he dies. And that's where Suicide Squad, the twenty sixteen version, immediately picks up is um, Superman is gone. Um, and uh, our main uh, well one of their first main characters, Amanda Waller. Um, who's in the same actress uh, is in both like the first one and the second one of Viola Davis. She's amazing. She played great in both. Like I think she really understood um, Amanda Waller. Um, and she basically just says like uh, like imagine a world like where someone as strong as Superman just wanted to kill the president or take over the world. What what could we do to stop him? Nothing, you know, because. Uh, they basically say, like, he's, like, you know, immortal. Um, and she comes with, up with this uh, this idea, uh, Project X, I think, um, or the Suicide Squad, where they basically do a bunch of super covert missions that are off the books, and instead of sacrificing, like, soldiers or, you know, like, superheroes, they're going to use uh, supervillains because, you know, they're criminals, so who cares if they die or, or, or whatever. And if they get caught, then they can just, you know, claim that they just escaped and cut any ties. And, you know, the government's hands would, would be clean. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a really cool so- a concept of the Suicide it, Squad. Oh, yeah. And doing something like that. It's very interesting. Um, they, there have been a lot of, um, and it, like anyone who watches, like, DC, like, probably knows there's like a lot of like animated films um there's like i think two or three animated suicide squad movies that's the first time that i saw the suicide squad was like there was um like um an animated suicide squad movie where they had to like break into arkham asylum which is like where batman's like villains like um are kept and stuff um and yeah it's the same concept like you know higher criminals to do this covert mission um and if you're not following directions you you get blown up and if you die on the job who cares you're a villain (laughs) yeah and you know like we think that this is like a cool comic concept but i'm like this has had to happen in the real world in history in some government at some point that they've come up with this concept oh yeah (laughs) i mean you know and we probably never heard about it yeah you know but yeah. Well, you know, like uh, yeah. the like after after World War II, like the U.S. government like got a bunch of Nazi scientists and brought them <laughs> over to America and helped them like basically create the mm. rocket ships to mm. you know beat beat uh, um, beat everyone to the moon. So you know it, it's happened. You know every ever every government, every major government probably has some sort of past like that where they get the enemies to do their dirty work for them. So. Yeah, so it makes it look they're they're clean. Yeah, exactly. Which is basically yeah. what this movie is about. Yeah, they're, they're they're clean. They didn't do anything. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. So Suicide Squad one, it has Will Smith as the main actor. Yeah. And everyone knows who Will Smith is. He's just uber famous. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah. He plays Deadshot, who's a hitman. Yep, world's uh, deadliest assassin. Yes. Yeah. Um, some of the other famous actors in this is Enchantress, a.k.a. Dr. June Moore. Uh, Moon? Moon, Dr. Ju- uh, June Moon. Yeah. And I can't actually pronounce her last name. Is it, how, how do you say it, Kara... I don't know how to pronounce her last name either. I see her and I'm like, I know who that she, is. She's, yeah. yeah, she's the uh, the model. Like, she's a model, yeah. um, act, like, actress. Um, Delavine, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the other famous ones you have as the Joker. Yep. Um, Jared Leto. Jared Leto. And Harley Quinn is played by... I'm like... Dina. What, Oh, I thought you were like, I thought you forgot it. Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie. I was yeah. like, I know it starts with an M. What is yeah. it? What is it again? Yeah. I've seen he's, it a million times. He's amazing. Yes. Um, um, but those are like the main, main actors that they got for this yeah. to help promote it. Yeah. And for Suicide Squad 2, which, come, which Alan, by the way, 1 is rated PG-13. And well, for this sake of purposes, we'll say one is 2016, yeah. and two is 2021. 2021 yeah. So we're not repeating ourselves. Yeah. So the second one is rated R. Yeah. Um, yeah just the first for, one is yeah. just Suicide Squad, and the second <laughs> one is the Suicide Squad. You know, they they really had to make that distinction. It's like, no, this isn't Suicide Squad. This is the Suicide, suicide Squad. <laughs> I, uh, which I thought it was a funny, like, little change. <laughs> but, yeah, the 2021, 2016 version, well, we could, we could just stick to that. Yeah, um, so it was, like, 21 and 16. Yeah. Um, and another actor um, in, uh, what's it called? In 16? Uh, well, technically in, uh, in both is the guy who plays uh, Rick Flagg. Um, he's, he's in both. Um, uh, Joel, Joel Kinnaman. Um, I just, like, I just know him like in I don't really know what other movies he's been in besides the Suicide Squad movie, but he was in the first one and also the second one. So yeah, a few people were in the same uh, both movies, and uh, we'll talk about why that is. And you know. yeah, the famous um, actors actresses in twenty one, John Cena, yep. Idris Elba. Mm-hmm. We've already mentioned Margot Robbie, but she's in both. Yep. Um, oh, and, in, he's in both. In. And you Viola have Davis. Yeah, he's in both. You have a few cameos um, from some people like mm. uh, Pete Davidson. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, and just just part of this. Right as I saw him in there, I was like, "This movie sucks." I was like, "He's not a good actor." <laughs> oh, really? You don't yeah. like him? I think he's funny, yeah. or he used to be funny. I haven't followed him too much after Ariana Grande and all that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I'm I'm not like big into SNL. I don't know if he's on there. Yeah. But like when I hear yeah. him, I I'm like he's pretty funny. I yeah. I really liked him when he did the roast of Comedy Central. Oh yeah. But that might have been like 2010, 2011. Right. Like it seems like it was a long time ago. Yeah. But I just don't think he's a good actor. So when I saw him, I was like, really? I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is the best they got. Like he's not like a guy that's gonna kick ass or anything. Yeah. Like, it, it was kind of like a left field, you know. Yeah, um, um, but the second one, which we'll get into, but um, these actor wa- actors. Yeah, Nathan um, Fillion from Firefly, he's in it. Um, Flula Borg, which I was like, that came out of nowhere. He, he's he been in kind of like a bunch of like random, like kind of weird comedy movies. 
uh, I want to say he came from like Vine or like that's where I found him was like on Vine that the social media platform from years ago and like I think he was like a DJ or something but I guess like he got into acting because I remember he would do like all these like really cool beatboxes and stuff and I would watch his videos and stuff he's he's so cool he he's German and like he he's like uh He's a really like cool like goofy like and he has like a really like very distinctive voice like you you would know like it, you would know Flula um, Borg if, if if you heard him or or saw him. Yeah, um, there's a few others that I'm like I've seen that person. Yeah. Don't know what they're in, <laughs> yeah. but they're not big actors that you you know you're putting in the promo. Yeah. To help promote it, um, but actor wise, yeah. Um, how would you compare 16 to 21? Which which actors? I think had the which lineup was better. Um, well, I think what what the twenty one version did better was they had a bigger cast. Um, like when when uh, James Gunn. The, oh yeah, I guess we should let's talk about it quickly the directors. James Gunn was the director of twenty twenty one, and then David Ayer was the director of twenty sixteen. Um, with with the Gunn's version. Uh, he had a way bigger cast um, of people, and and with the with the twenty sixth version, the air version, um, it was definitely like more limited because like they were more focused on their the the main cast, you know. Um, but I think I think the twenty twenty one did a good, um, not like a trick, but like a good way to like show you like hey like this is a movie about like villains dying you know like it's called the suicide squad you know like there's gonna there's got to be a lot a lot of deaths one one thing that the 2016 version kind of knocked is like not a lot of people died you know like like i think two maybe three uh people died in the 2016 one but like in this one like i think 10 12 people died um in the new one and i think it's because they had they got such a bigger cast and and in the poster, like that, like or I think maybe on Twitter, James Gunn was like, "Like you're not gonna know who who dies, like or like you may think you know who dies, but there's gonna be some twists, you know." Like he he really emphasized like that you won't know who who's gonna die and who's gonna be like the main cast, you know, the main crew. And even like I was like surprised, like there were a few deaths in like the new one that I still um, surprised happened. Um, yeah, I think actor-wise, yeah, when you bring that up. Yeah. I was leaning to 21 anyway. Um, yeah. And also, yeah, yeah, I think, not not to say that the 2016 cast wasn't good. Um, like, I think Will Smith, I think he did really good as um, Deadshot. There were parts that I think, well, like, the problem with Will Smith is whenever I watch him, I... I I feel like there there are a few actors where like you you can't tell that they're act well, like that they're like themselves like they really get into the roles and like you're like wow that was this actor like that's amazing like they really get into their character but then there's some actors like I think Will Smith is one of them where that's Will Smith like it's like Will Smith playing a character but it's still like Will Smith like he's like kind of imitating a character I think he's just that big and I, and I think it's because like he's he's so popular, but there's like a distinctive way of how he acts is he can't really do diverse characters. Like it's always like Will Smith doing this version. So like when I saw him as Deadshot, there were a few moments where I was like, okay, he's like 
Deadshot, but then there were other times I'm like, okay, this is just like Will Smith like mm -hmm. pretending to be Deadshot. Um, I would have liked to see him in the second one. Yeah. Um, in the 2021, just to see how he did with all the other big names. Yeah. Because there were so many of them. Oh, yeah. Like, to me personally, like, if, if he was with Cena and he was with Elba, mm -hmm. seeing them all go back and forth with, like, jabs at each other, yeah. I think would have been great. And we might have got a different Will Smith yeah. out of it. Because he comes from, like, a comedy line. Like, his rap was funny. Yeah. His TV show was funny. Oh, yeah. Definitely. So it would have been see, it would have been cool to see him with that with these others, yeah, um, joking around a little bit more. Yeah, I mean to compare mm -hmm. like Will Smith and and Idris Elba, like a lot of people like when when the 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 announcement came out that they were going to do a second Suicide Squad movie and and Idris, El, Idris Elba was going to be one of the characters, everyone instantly assumed that they were going to recast him as the new Deadshot. Um, but then some people were like, well, like, are you just recasting him because he's also, like, a black guy? <laughs> like, going to be, like, the main lead and stuff? Um, and then James Gunn was like, he is not going to be Deadshot. He's going to be his own character. Like, he's not going to be just, like, a reskinned Deadshot, you know? And I think that was a smart move. And I think also, like, um, it still, like, leaves the door open if, like, Will Smith could be Deadshot again if yes. he wants to, slash if they want him back. Mm -hmm. Um but then, like, choosing him to be Bloodsport, I think, was a way better idea. Because not a lot of people really know Bloodsport, who, who, he, who he is. And I think that's another thing that James Gunn did well, is he picked way more characters that were a lot more obscure that no one really even knew. Like, there were even, like, one or two characters that I didn't even know about. Um, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. But, yeah. Um, um, yeah, but, I think that's a good a good um, thing he James Gunn did was not doing that because it does leave the door open to merge these two at some point right. because the characters are so diverse. Yeah. So like going into the characters of of uh, sixteen, mm -hmm. you know you had Captain Boomerang, Killer Croc, yep. Diablo, Harley yep. Quinn, Flipknot, um, Metal Man, Metallo Man, and none of them except Harley Quinn is in the second one. Yep. So it's like opens the door for well, top, uh, tons of things. Captain Boomerang is in the second one. Um, J Jai Courtney, he is in the first one and in the second one. Okay, um, that's right. But uh, yeah, yeah. I, I guess we should probably say spoilers because they're like they're <laughs> I'm, say, I'm just gonna spoil everything. So like, it, like if you're watching or if you're listening to this and you haven't seen uh, the the new Suicide Squad movie. Highly recommend it. Go watch it. But mm -hmm. we will be talking about spoilers right now if we had not already mentioned spoilers <laughs> before. But, yeah, in the beginning of the second Suicide Squad movie, he's playing Captain Boomerang again, and he dies. And I was surprised because he was such a big part mm -hmm. of the first one. And I was like, they killed him off in the first five minutes. And James yep. Gunn was, like, laughing probably. Like, <laughs> he thought he was going to be in, in the whole movie, but no, we're going to kill him. <laughs> and he had a crazy death, too. Yeah, because um, when I first started watching... 2021 20, I started writing down the characters mm -hmm. and he's the first character along with TK Weasel yeah um TDK yeah the detachable and, kid <laughs> yeah and yeah. then basically and spoiler like all of them are gone <laughs> they, they all like, die yeah Harley Quinn is, is with them and 
She's like the only one. <laughs> yeah, essentially, her and, and, and Rick Flagg, who yeah gets good captured. Um, but yeah. yeah, everyone dies. Like, and, and everyone's like, oh yeah, this is this is the cast. Like, let's see who dies from here. But everyone dies, and then like they they kind of like cut to like the B team, and they're like, okay, we're, we made it on the beach, and like they're really the, the main cast, and then they kind of like do this like cool like. Like a uh, recap, like a flashback of like what really happened in the setup. So I, I thought that was kind of kind of creative and cool, and yeah. really kind of like gotcha. You know, like you thought you mm-hmm. were going to see a movie about these characters, but the real movie is about these characters. Yeah, they did get me because that's when I was like Pete Davidson, like and like all these others, yeah, and I was see? like, wow, they got like destroyed. Yeah. I was like Harley Quinn, and who else? Like yeah. now they got to like redo it, and then it's like, oh no, boop, boop. Yeah. Here, here's the here's the plan B. And plan B was Alba, Cena. Yep. It was Bloodsport, Peacemaker, mm-hmm. which is John Cena. Yep. King Shark, who was, I marked Boy. down, I said he talks like Bizarro from, oh. from uh, Superman. Yeah. He kind of sounds like kind of dumb. Yeah. Um, but and do you remember who voiced him? I think I told you his voice. I do not remember. It's uh, St- uh, Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, that's right. You did say yeah. that. <laughs> Which I was like, that came out of nowhere. Like, I was not, like, the only reason I knew about that was, like, because, like, I read an article, like, you won't believe who voices King Chart, and I didn't know. Because you can't really tell, and that's the thing. It's mm-hmm. like, but then when you know it's him, you kind of, like, hear a little bit of his voice. Yeah. But just a very interesting way. Um, there's a guy named Abner, a.k.a. the Polka Dot Man. Yeah. And the last one is Ratcatcher 2. Yeah. Ratcatcher 1 was her father. Right. Um, Which I hope... I, I think that's kind of funny that they just named her Ratcatcher 2. <laughs> Instead of just like Ratcatcher, like, why, why 2, you know? Or, or Ratcatcher Jr. or... I don't know. It was just... It's kind of funny, yeah. But it was like her father and... and yeah. Yeah, so there's a way bigger um, cast of characters. Um, what they do in the first one is they have a much deeper backstory into each person. In the second one, it's or in, 20, in 21, it is not as deep. Oh, yeah. For, I, for most of them, it's pretty quick. Yeah. And it's like we're moving on. Yeah, it, I definitely, um, like, in the 2016 one, there's, like, kind of, like, the whole, like, not backstory, but, yeah, kind of, like, this, like, dedicated cutscene for, like, all, of like, the, the characters and stuff, I think. Um, uh, and Waller's like, and, yeah, and it was cool like, like yeah. I really liked what, what Ayer did was like there was kind of like um, like cheat cards of like like the stats and like the like name and like like all the, like the little mm-hmm. details and like the the neon glitzy dark uh, graffiti and stuff it was really it was really kind of cool seeing all that because like because that was like really back back in 2016 that was the very first appearance of like all a lot of these like super villains that like no one had ever seen before so you kind of needed to know like who who they were and what they did and their abilities yeah and i appreciated the backstory of that yeah although he didn't do the backstory of all of them yeah like flipknot yeah and I, like i even wrote that down yeah so it would be cool. I to think see towards that. the end they were just kind of give up. It's like okay, yeah. Like, even, yeah, like for Slipmine, it's like okay, this guy's here now. And then also like with Katana, like halfway through, they're like, oh yeah, by the way, this this chick with the sword who has uh, who absorbs demons uh, is coming. Her name's Katana. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like oh, okay, yeah. Um, character wise, which cast of characters do you think were better suited? 
Um, I honestly really liked the 2021 version better because the 2016 version, um, one character I absolutely hated was their interpretation of Killer Croc. Um, I can't remember who the actor is. Like, let's see if I can look up really fast who the actor was. Oh man, I cannot even pronounce that name. Um, but uh, <laughs> it's triple A. We'll say triple A. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the person who who uh, portrayed Killer Croc in the 2016 version, first of all, did not give the size and scale of Killer Croc because, like, in the comic books and the animated shows and like the video games. Like, they make Killer Croc basically a giant, like, crocodile. Like, a, 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 like he's still kind of humanoid, but he is way more monstrous in every, like, adaptation. But in this one, they just made him a regular, normal-sized guy that was a little bit, a little bit strong with, like, kind of scaly green skin and, like, a little bit sharp teeth and, like, crocodile eyes. That's really it. He's just, like, a regular guy that kind of looks like a crocodile. Um... And the other thing with him is he he's he's not really a monster. Like he he he's basically like a very like stereo like like it's all not like I don't, don't want to say like racist, but like it's a very stereotypic like um like black guy. Like where like 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 they're making it giving him like lines where they're like making him sound like he's like this weird like gangster and and he's like talking about eating like fried chicken and listening to rap music and stuff. Like that's mm-hmm. that's it. And mm-hmm. I think it's it's such a disservice to like Kill- Killer Croc as a character who's supposed to be like this monstrous like m- like beast like slash man. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that too. And it was kind of like a turnoff. Yeah, because it was like so stereotypical that like the thing he wants is just to watch BET. Yeah, yeah. Like, wh- like why would he want to do that? Like that makes no <laughs> sense. I don't know yeah. why David Ayer was like thinking that was like okay. Yeah, and I think someone should have said something like, "You don't realize like this is this is racist." <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I ever like picked up steam because honestly, that would have yeah. like that would definitely not fly by today's standards. But even back yeah. in 2016, I, I think that would have been okay. Yeah, I, I think was, other people, if we both notice it, other people notice it. And yeah, someone people Pro- had to say it online. Probably, um, but yeah, I just didn't like how they portrayed Killer Croc. Um, and also, Diablo, I think he could have been good, but they just, I don't know, they made him a little too, like, edgy and emo. Like, they were like, man, I'm never, like, using my fire. Like, he had a very interesting backstory, like, how he was, like, this, like, actual gangster, like, that, that like, got these powers and used his powers to basically, like, take over uh, and become, like, the boss, which was, like, really cool. But then he got so addicted to power and stuff, he, like, lost track of his family. And uh, he got so angry that he killed his family. And then he, like, vowed to, like, just never use his powers again, which I think is really cool. Um, but then it's just, like, he still, like, uses his powers and stuff. Like, and then and then at the end, like, he kind of has, like, this heroic, like, does he die? I don't think he dies. They show him dying. But I don't yeah. know if he like I don't know if that character yeah, he dies has, like, forever. Yeah, I don't. He like sacrifices himself, which I think that's kind of cool. Like you know, he uses his abilities for good to save the world and stuff. Um, 
but like it was it was kind of like they tried to make him a little bit more emo slash like edgy than he actually was because he ended up using his powers a lot more than like I was expecting. Yeah, um, I think I think character wise, I like the characters in the second movie. Yeah, I much agree. better. Um, not like the original. Yeah. TK, TK, like all of them. Oh yeah. Giving like the for actual, a second, like, but the ones, yeah. Ratcatcher yeah. two, I think was oh, really yeah. cool. Oh, yeah. Um, she po- was like probably one of my favorites. She was definitely my one of my yeah. favorites. Um, she's basically like a millennial, and they make it they <laughs> yeah. they make it like a stereotypical millennial that people like look at them like oh you come wake up late yeah and, and they're like don't lazy. really care yeah a little bit yeah. lazy I thought that was you a do- little. Like, I'm surprised like, they are still doing the millennial jokes in 2021. Because, like, mm-hmm. now the new thing is Gen Z. Like, you know, like, why couldn't you make her, like, a Zoomer? But I guess she's, like, a little bit older to be considered Gen Z. So they have to do, like, one last jab at millennials <laughs> uh, to make it, like, ah, like, the young kid versus, like, the, the grown the grown-ups, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, but she turns out to be super, like, important and actually helpful. Yeah. I, I think that was a great character. Polka Dot yeah. Man, I was like, what the hell is oh, this yeah. thing? Like, I couldn't figure it out for, like, the longest time. You're mm-hmm. like, I'm Polka Dot Man. And then we're like, what do yeah. you do, like, shoot Polka Dots? <laughs> yeah, even, even an obscure uh, character like Polka Dot Man, I'm pretty sure he's, a, like, a Batman villain. Mm-hmm. I remember him seeing him in Batman, uh, the animated adventures, like, like uh, Batman the Brave and the Bold. He was, uh, he was like, one of the, the villains, Polka Dot Man. And yeah, he's just a guy that creates polka dots, and <laughs> and but Gunn was able to take a, a completely obscure character like that, but but actually give him like uh, like motivations and like char- like character, like you can actually relate to him. Like he like his backstory, he talks about how he was like experimented on by his mom and like all his other siblings, and a lot of them died, and now he has this like alien DNA uh, or virus or whatever. Virus, yeah. Yeah, virus that basically generates polka dots on him and he has to basically expel them every day or else he'll die. And and at the end, he does get a very, like, cool moment where, like, you know, he he's, like, the kind of, like, the character he, like, he doesn't want to, like, live. Like, he even says in the beginning of the movie, like, where, like, uh, uh, Bloodsport says we're all gonna die, and he goes, "Man, I hope so." <laughs> and like he just like uh, he sees everyone as his mom because of his trauma. And the other thing is like um, he's like the one villain that like cares about other people. Like when that one side character dies, um, what's his name? Oh, just now I forgot. That, was, was, the, so that was the whole. That was the whole joke. Oh man, that was the whole joke of like that <laughs> side character. Um, uh, George? No. Uh, it starts. What's his name? Oh, that's the whole joke. <laughs> it's like Norman, something, something like that. So where, where they're, they're like, he's like hanging out with them. He was like the driver. Yeah, he's like the driver, and he's and, hanging out with them. Hold on, I have to like look because that's like the whole uh, joke is that. Um, yeah, so this character is hanging out with them, maybe like. Milton. Milton. Milton, like two thirds of the movie, then he pops in as like a driver that's yeah that ends up helping him out. Yeah, they, and then he, hangs out with them. He's <laughs> there, like Milton is like this little side character. He hangs out with them like for like yeah, like what you said, like the whole half, second half of the movie. He's there with them at the club. He's there driving. He's there hand, like in, during the interrogation, and he goes with them to the final like battle scene, and he dies at the final battle, and when he dies, like. 
polka dot man is the only one who cares that he died and everyone's like wait he was still with us like he, he was there like and then harley quinn's like who's milton and it's like he was with us the whole time he's a really good guy and he died and no one cares and and yeah that was like the whole joke but but he at the end when when polka dot man dies that was surprising he died at the very end and i was really sad about that but he's he's helping take down the big bad and um He's, he screams like I'm a hero, like I'm, you know, I did something good, you know, like and and then immediately dies, and but it was such like such a like he really like was so happy that he used his powers for good and he, and you know instead of being like a villain like he saw himself as a hero as someone saving someone and then died, which was like I think great. Yeah, um, Peacemaker, I like I like Peacemaker as John Cena. It was that was oh. a great that was a perfect thing just the way like you think of him as like a like a patriot mm -hmm, yeah just from his past and like even past movies yeah but he's like a patriot to like the a walking yeah like the most like he's gonna kill anything yeah he says that, i'll kill any against, man yeah. woman or child to, to save america <laughs> yeah. the opposite of like peace <laughs> yeah 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 which is which is great he gets called out for it yeah yeah um <laughs> But he was great in that character, especially him and his beef with uh, Elba. Oh, yeah. Back and forth trying yeah. to see who was the, the, the better. The true leader. Yeah, the true leader, the better person. King Shark, I found, I liked a lot better than Killer Croc. Yeah, because he was an act. Like, I, I liked how they, one, designed his characters. Like, you know, they use CG, but, like, you kind of have to with it. Like, it, it would look dumb, or else you would get something like Killer Shark if you did, like, something realistic. Mm. And they made him, like, an actual, like like big sized shark beast you know and um with uh with like uh king shark um there's other versions where he's like really smart like where he can like talk like um really intelligently and uh and then there are other versions where he kind of like talks like a dumb shark and i think it was like more funny like if him like, kind of like being like talking like this simple Human and they they kind of joke on him a lot. It's like oh like look at him he's like pretending that he can read or like when he like wants to <laughs> go disguise with everyone and he does his little finger mustache. <laughs> like, oh that's so cute and it's kind of funny and uh, but but yeah they I think he did and they also made him like even with the CG they made him like a realistic looking shark with his like black deadbeat eyes and like the the his like teeth and like his mouth and his body. They made him like very close to like a great white. Um, yeah, I liked it. I don't know what he did to become a Suicide Squad member. Do you do you remember? Probably killed a bunch of people. like yeah. you know he's a shark guy. Like, <laughs> in the beginning of the movie, he tried to eat Ratcatcher too. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, until, so he probably yeah. just ate a bunch of people. Yeah. So character wise, yeah. I'm voting for 21. Oh yeah. Are you voting for 21? Yeah. So right now. Um, we have two categories down. We're going to get into the music mm, yeah. of it. Um, I put for mine 2016. Music is really good. 2016 for 2016. Um, um, I didn't. I didn't take any notes on on the uh, 21 for music. So yeah. I know where I'm going just okay. based on my notes. But I can't remember so what, for what. What what about the 2016 movies? Did you really like like the soundtrack? Um, I think a lot of it, I, I just was like, oh, I've heard that song before. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. And I, at a good times. Okay. Um, when it popped up. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, both movies did use a lot of where they I don't even know what they're called like um like classic like mm-hmm. music choices and stuff like songs that everyone knows and stuff. Um, I think you need to do that and stuff like this. I I think that the 2021 version was slightly better though with like the song choices where I don't know like just like about like oh like I will say the 2016 version did give um uh if anyone listens to 21 pilots they're my favorite band they wrote a song for that soundtrack called uh, Heathens and it's a very good song um, and they wrote that for the 2016 version that, that plays in the credits, and I love that song. Um, so I do like that, but I, I, I'm giving my point to the 2021 version because I think the music fits in better with like the actual movie. Like it, it makes it seem like it's part of the actual movie, where the 2016 version, they were just like playing all these like classic well-known songs that it didn't really fit the tone slash like it didn't. There wasn't a, like a reason to play this song with this like. You know, it was just, like, background filler for, like, that movie. But with the 2021 version, like, I felt that there was, like, a reason they were paying, playing these songs with, like, the lyrics and, and the musical mm-hmm. changes or choices for that for, for that movie. So you're going 21? Yeah. Um, we're going to get into the plot, which we, we've discussed a little bit. A little bit, but we can go into yeah. detail because we didn't really even talk about the plot of the... Yeah. The, and... Yeah, and... The plot of 2016. Yeah, you want to go over that? I'll go over the plot of 2021. Um, sure. Basically, in Enchantress, um, Dr. June Moon, she becomes Enchantress. Yep. And what happens is she has no idea what she's doing, and... Dr. Um, Amanda Waller, she wants to use that to her advantage and get things for the government. So yep. she can disappear, she go, she grabs something and bring it back, and it's like, boom, just like that, we're good. But um, something goes awry, obviously. Uh, <laughs> we're going to have a movie if it doesn't. Something goes awry, and Enchantress is no longer under their control. And... She gets her brother involved in this, so she brings her brother back. Yeah, another like, like god or something. Yeah, like some... another god from the south, like South America somewhere. Yeah, um, where they're from, and basically they're going to take over the freaking globe. Yeah, <laughs> and you can't stop them because they're they're you know they have magic, they have these powers. Yep. So basically, it was a Suicide Squad member that's now they're going after. Yep. Um, and Enchantress slash Dr. June Moon, to control Enchantress, Rick Flag was put in place to fall in love with her. Yeah. He wasn't aware that that was the plan and fell in love with her, and plan, the plan went perfect. Yep. So he's in charge of the Suicide Squad to stop Enchantress, but also he doesn't want to kill the woman he loves and is hoping to get her back out of Enchantress somehow. And you're like, how's that going to work? Like, is he going to have to pull the trigger and kill the person he loves at the end? What's going to happen? Yeah. Like, 
So, like, that's, like, another plot twist, you know, with the love scene, like, can you really destroy the thing you love mm-hmm. at the end? Yeah. So. And then there's also a part where they don't tell them immediately, like, what they're actually doing. Yeah. Like, like they do that for both movies, but in the first movie especially, like, Rick Flag keeps everything secret from, like, even, like, the other soldiers and also the Suicide Squad movie, or me- members. And, and it kind of becomes, like, the, the first plot is, like, them just trusting Rick Flag because like it's really Rick Flag versus them. Like I can't trust people, but I don't care. And then, and then it's, there's a point where like they just stop listening, listening to his orders, and then they go up to the bar and like have a drink and stuff, and you know hash out all like their their trauma and stuff. Um, but then like I guess they just get over it and they're like, okay, let's work together as a team. Yeah, and that's some of the things, that, and we know this when because we do a lot of team building stuff. Is like that's like a natural thing that happens in teams. Yeah. Is you know you form the teams yeah. and then you kind of get like a normal, but then you have this discord that happens and then you work from that and that's when you get better and that's yeah. ba- that's basically what they did in the movie. Yeah, um, they use yeah. like the the perfect way to make a team, which was great because that's like how it's naturally going to happen. They did it. They did it pretty well. Yeah. in that for the um, for the sixteen version, mm-hmm. but. Um, also in this part of the plot is Joker trying to get yeah. Harley Quinn back. Yeah. And she's getting text messages like, we're on the way, something's, yeah. you know, we're going we're gonna to save you. And Joker comes through. Joker comes through. Yeah. And then Harley Quinn's leaving. But Harley Quinn, just because they were a team, he formed, she formed a relationship with Bloodsport. Or not Bloodsport. Um Yep, uh, with Deadshot, Deadshot yeah. and Amanda Waller's like, pull the trigger, kill her. Yeah, and we all know Deadshot can kill anyone, kill anyone at any time. Yeah, never and it's a misses. perfect shot, never misses. But he and misses. and you sh- and he shoots, and then she goes limp, and you're like, oh. Yeah. And then like a few seconds later, she like starts moving, and it's like, I guess I missed. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like uh, like what are you gonna do? It happens. Yeah, with the 2016 mm-hmm. version, that. The, since you're talking about the Joker, mm-hmm. that was the very first introduction to Joker since the Heath Ledger Joker. So, so a lot of like expectations were really put on Jared Leto. Uh, basically, like, like how do you, you know, like, uh, how do you do the Joker when, like, you know, Heath Ledger like just did such an amazing job with the character, and and they they really tried something different and new with this Joker and made him more of like a mob boss like mob boss and you know made him kind of like this thug kind of gangster kind of thing with like all these tattoos and you know like and I I think he could have done well as the Joker but I think the direction he got or maybe his interpretation were just a little a little cringy and a little off like I think the way that he did that weird, like laugh covering his his hand with like the hand tattoo of the like the ha ha. That was so cringy and so dumb. <laughs> and like also just like he all his tattoos were so dumb. Like like putting damaged on his forehead and like all these like tattoos. Like it was like okay, you're you're making like some edgy like you know hot topic like Joker instead of like this actual like sociopath and stuff. And there are hints. Of, like, a good Joker in him. Like, when he, like, talks, talks, like, really, like, dark 
and like you know like gets really like like uh, like like he's like really happy go lucky and then like someone like uh like says something or does something and then he turns on them immediately like like with um uh like he's like talking to like one of like his thugs and he sees like oh he's like oh yeah like it's so great that you're with your girl holly quinn and he goes oh you like her you like her and you know you want to be with her like you can have her and he goes oh no boss like that's that's your girl whatever and then he goes yeah that's right and then he kills him and like that's like a good joker you know like someone who's like a complete sociopath but i think they just kind of cranked it up to 11 and it just made a lot of choices that were just like, oof, you know. Yeah. That character you just referenced, that was Common. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. If everyone knows who Common is. I was like, oh, what a nice cameo. Yeah. <laughs> and, then and then he dies. And then he dies like yeah. a minute later. I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, so Harley Quinn is in both of them mm-hmm. for the most part. And she has, like, her own little side plot going yeah. on in both stories. Oh, yeah. Because um, I think she's just that good of a character, and like, you know, yeah. she, she definitely technically had her own movie. Yeah, she, um, she's. Um, yeah. I th- I think you gravitate to her towards her character because she plays it so well. Like oh, yeah. The character is a really cool character, has great lines. She's yeah. a great actress. Right, that's one of and, those like Margot Robbie, like that's like an actress who can play a character that like you're like oh yeah that's that character that's not Margot Robbie pretending to be a character that's just Harley Quinn, you know. That's a good example of like an actor that can really get into a role, and that you are really like hundred percent believe like by them. Um, right. so, so let's let's do the plot for twenty one. Yeah. So um, now to go with the plot of twenty twenty one, I kind of want to talk about real quick um, the ending of Suicide Squad twenty twenty six or twenty sixteen. Then the next time you see Harley Quinn is in Birds and Prey, Birds of Prey, and she actually breaks up with the Joker, which you haven't seen yet, but that's basically kind of the whole premise of, like, well, the starring premise of, like, the second, like, not the second movie, but the Birds of Prey movie is she breaks up with Joker and basically kind of gets over that and, like, uh, basically is, like, focusing on herself. So in this 2021 version, um, brand new you know, members of the Suicide Squad that are brought to this secret mission. They don't know what they're doing. They're going to this island called Corto Maltese, which has been uh, an island in DC Comics in the past and stuff. Um, And uh, basically, like we already said, they all get murdered except for Harley Quinn and uh, Rick Flagg. Um, and then enter B-Team, the actual Suicide Squad movie, or Suicide Squad uh, team, um, makes it onto the island safely. And they are sent to Corto Maltese to basically uh, acquire some secret intel that they don't know about from uh, this uh, secret uh, former base called Gutenheim. Um, and uh, they need to retrieve the files and... That's it. There is a corrupt government there, um, and they think that they're here to take care of that, but like the, she goes, no, just grab the file and get out of there. Nothing else matters. Um, so they, they do that. They, they, uh, they need to basically kidnap um, the thinker, who is a, uh, a villain from The Flash. Um, he's like the scientist who's like really smart and has like all these like 
like kind of like electrodes kind of sticking out of his head to basically increase his brain capacity to make him like a genius. And um, they kidnap him because he's like the lead scientist. And they find out that the lead scientist has been like basically uh, doing this uh, secret research on this creature called Starro, which is this alien creature that the Americans grabbed um, in, I want to say like the 60s or, or 80s something or something. Like that, yeah. Something like that, from the past. And basically, it's later revealed that like the U.S. government didn't want to do the experiments on U.S. soil, so they brought it over to Corto Matisse to do their little experiments and made him the scientist. Um, they basically... Uh, um, in between uh, them getting the information, they have to rescue Harley Quinn, who's captured, and they also have to uh, rescue Rick Flag, which is like a hilarious scene where they go through this village and <laughs> yeah. Bloodsport and Peacemaker are one-upping <laughs> each other, like killing all these you know supposed like criminals or whatever. But it, it's later revealed mm-hmm. that they were actually part of like the resistance group to take down the corrupt government. It's a great, and it's a great it's scene. So funny because um, Alba and Cena. That's when they really start seeing who can be better. Yeah, they're each like, other. So like each yeah. each each death and murder is. Yeah. Like, better than the other one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're just trying to one-up each other. <laughs> and it's so funny. It's it's so great. Um, after they do all that stuff, then they finally get to the facility, grab the information, and it turns out the information that they're trying to grab is basically just proof that the U.S. government was involved. And Rick Flagg gets super pissed because, you know, he served for the military, but he didn't want to be, like, basically, like, their puppet and just helping them cover up their secrets. So he attempts to basically try to show this to the press, but then Peacemaker jumps in and is like, yeah, I can't let you do that. Like, you know, Amanda Waller, like, made sure, like, I was on this team to prevent you from from getting that, that uh, or leaking that file. Um, and they uh, fight it out, and Peacemaker unfortunately kills Rick Flagg, which is another crazy death I was not expecting. Like, they killed Rick Flagg. I loved him. He was so great. And, and and in this version, Rick Flagg is definitely like not like really against the team. Like he's really one of the guys, like one of the the the, the members of the Suicide Squad. Like he really like he's really like kind of a, like a lot more like less like army military man and just like a good guy that's like helping out this like resistance group and giving them help and trying to overthrow the corrupt government. And then at the very end, Starro basically gets released. Um, from from its prison and and uh, Starro is like a is a classic DC like villain like he was like or like it was like uh, basically a villain from like the Justice League where it's like this little or this gigantic starfish that can like basically spread like a uh, mini starfish and like attach them like kind of like alien. Uh, attach themselves to like a host, a human host, and basically like kind of like uh, like mind control them, and basically kind of become like this uh, big um, I don't know what it's called like a uh, like mind controlled army, you know, like um, and uh, eventually they they have to they get orders from Waller. They're like, hey, like you know, you got the information, like you don't need to worry about sorrow or the the government, like just go, but. You know, the Suicide Squad movie, or the Suicide... <laughs> I keep saying the movie. <laughs> the the team, they they went through all the stuff, and they're like, we're, we're not 
completely awful human pieces of garbage. We're going to actually help this this uh, this uh, country and actually help take out Starro. And they fight off Starro. Few people die, and they actually do it. And they save the world. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, which plot did you think was better for the big screen? I liked the 2021 version because one, it wasn't, uh, it was more, uh, what's it called? Connected. Like it was like, like it was easier to follow along with the 2016 version. There was just like a lot of like weird little things that were like kind of like just being like, you know, jigsaw puzzled into like, it was like, okay, we're doing this, we're doing this. And it, it just wasn't really like matching well. Like, you know, they were like taking all these different parts and it just, it didn't really have a flow. And dude, I was honestly with that plot. I was just, I fell asleep. It was so, <laughs> it was so boring. It's like, I don't care. This is, there's no, there's no real stakes. And it's just like, it went from like, okay, them talking about the bad guys and then them going on the secret mission and not knowing what's going on. And then finally, when they finally know, then like, you know, and, and then it goes immediately into like them finding the bad guy for like an hour. And it's just like so long. And uh, they they build it up like so much, but there's really not no ain't real stakes. But with the 2021 version, I feel like there was a definitely a way better like escalation of how everything went and everything fit into like everything else like a lot more smooth. Like there were like smoother transitions, mm-hmm. and the story was easier to follow along, and also even just more entertaining. Yeah, I think I think 16 it was just too stereotypical. Yeah, of, it was just like classic see the world, you know. Yeah, um, but I like I like how it's just a starfish. Even though I was like really a starfish, like <laughs> yeah. But it is cool because mind controlling yeah, starfish. Yeah, you got to be like it is comics based on comics. Like yeah. it's cool that something's off the wall like yeah. that. It's entertaining that it's not the same thing over and over again. Yeah. So I did like that, and also, I think the plot think, was better. I think it's it's more realistic to fight like some weird alien starfish versus like a weird like like. God, like mm-hmm. some Aztec god or something, you know. Yeah, but I, I, I think it's always something that's like godlike. Yeah, is what it, it's it's becoming something so powerful. Like, yeah. So it's cool that it was like a starfish. You're like, mm-hmm. what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. just a it, big it was, version of it was something. Cool. Yeah. yeah, I liked it. Um, comedy wise, because these these are funny films yeah they're both technically um, i guess comedies yeah they have they have a lot of laughs in them yeah um my favorite um character is harley quinn in both of them because yeah. every time she says something it's it's very, it's, it's pretty funny and yeah. it's it's a great line um i agree definitely yeah and my notes i even put 21 is much funnier Harley Quinn carried the other one in comedy. Yeah, definitely. This one was more rounded with comedy. You know, with John Cena, because yep. he could be funny. Yeah. Um, Ratcatcher Ratca- yeah. had a few funny... Ratcatcher and uh, King Shark's kind of really shit was, was kind of funny. And, yeah. and King Shark was kind of funny, too. Like, they were like, you know, he's like a dumb, goofy character, but, like, mm-hmm. you know, they made... Yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I agree, like, the whole cast, like, was funny. Instead of just, like, one or two characters kind of, like, providing all the laughs of the first one. Yeah, I love when King Shark makes his bomb, his detonator. Oh, yeah. For pe- and, and, yeah. and Peacemaker's, like, getting mad at him, and he's like, it's yeah. you. And it's like... <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Stick and he goes, and kind of does like, like, well, like, come on, get serious. Yeah, yeah. yeah that you was know? that's kind of a cute little moment. I love. Yeah, that. it was like that. The resistance um, shooting up the resistance, yeah, and you're dude, like, that, oh my god, there's like the scene where John Cena. It's just walking through, and then he like tomahawks that dude, and it's just like, <laughs> like he walks so nonchalantly, and just like, just like, blah, 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 like <laughs> and like yeah, and then one up each other, uh, and uh, yeah, like you mentioned the king shark with the mustache, yeah, the, with the mustache, yeah. yeah, like they could have done stuff like that with Killer Croc, yeah. But, but yeah, they didn't. It, it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it kept yeah. it kept you more entertained. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I was laughing. I, like, I was like laughing way more in, yeah. the, in the new one. Yeah, Holly Quinn as basically the first lady. Yeah. For, for five minutes or whatever oh, yeah, you want to yeah. call it. Yeah. Like that whole thing was like, what the hell just yeah, happened? It's, I know. Like you fell in love with Harley Quinn, and then yeah. and then it comes to the point where you know she. She shoots him in the head and it's like, I've had boyfriends in the past. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, is, that's the thing where you know? I think I think the second, the the Suicide Squad, mm-hmm. the 2021 version, I don't know if they did this on purpose or on accident, but it could be a good sequel. Because I know it's technically a, like a, uh, like, um, not like a, like a, not like a, what is it called? Not a reboot. Uh, like yeah, kind of like a, a reboot. reboot. Like okay. yeah, like they're just rebooting it. Like you know, trying again. And um, but like the way that they basically establish that, like Harley Quinn in the new one is like getting over. You know, like is no longer with Joker. Like her jacket is like you know scratched out like Joker like stuff, and then makes comments about how like you know she's like focusing on like finding uh, like a boyfriend that doesn't that isn't like you know a psychopath or manipulative or like you know abuses her like or red flags you know basically because like she got burned over the joker and because like the joker is a crazy sociopath who like you know like would never like actually like care about anyone else especially even harley quinn and it's it's shown that in like the comic books and in the tv shows and in like the movies and stuff but like with the 2016 version, they made him seem like such a romantic that he actually cared about her. But that's not the Joker. The Joker is like this sociopath that, like, he doesn't care if you die or whatever. He only cares about himself, you know? Um, so I really liked how they kind of just, like, kind of did away with that. Like, oh, yeah, he's no longer, he's no longer, you know, with Harley Quinn. Um, but, yeah, definitely, definitely with comedy. Yeah, oh. so... It looks like twenty one is yeah. crushing it for the most part. Yeah. Um, so we have a few more things, real quickly. Which one was the better Rick Flag? The second one. Second I, one. I, I didn't like how he was like again. He in the first one he was like macho military hardcore guy that was like oh yeah he's in love with this girl, but like the second one he was just like one of the one of the squad you know just like this chill back dude that was like kicking ass and. And just like one of the guys, just like having a beer with them, you know, partying. Like, come on, like, like let's, like, he was like with them during the bar scene, like drinking and stuff. In the first one, he wasn't part of that bar scene where they were all connecting and stuff, and he was dancing and stuff, and you know. Yeah. Yeah. I actually like that he tried to make himself different than the others in the first one, mm-hmm. and then became part of it. Yeah, but it's the same character played by the same person. Yeah, so it's going to be tough, but. Yeah. I I'm saying 2016 for that, but it's, it's yeah. I, I just like how he was a good yeah. Version. Yeah, I just yeah. like how he was like 
I'm different because <laughs> yeah. I'm not a criminal like yeah, you yeah. guys are. But then he does. And then, I, I, yeah. I see that. That's definitely a good point. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll say villain in quotes because they all go after a bad guy, although technically almost all of them are bad, <laughs> bad people. Which um, villain or main bad person did you think was better? Um, I really liked uh, Starro and Peacemaker as the villains more. I mean, like, Starfish versus Enchantress. Yeah. 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 Well, I really actually... This, this was a tough one, because I actually did kind of enjoy, like, the whole plot of, like, this Enchantress, like, this, like, ancient god that, you know, like... Like, how she talks about how people are obsessed with, like, technology now, and they worship technology instead of, like, the old gods and stuff. And I think that's actually kind of cool. So, and Starro, I think I like Starro more just because of the nostalgia. So, honestly, I'm going to give the point to 2016. I like the kind of, like, you know, the people have forgotten about us now. (laughs) We're going to take over the world. You know, it's Mm constant to take over the world, but they have a reason. Because, like, you know, they used to be worshipped. And now, like, pe- people worship technology, so they're going to use technology and basically take all the technology mm-hmm. out. They mm-hmm. worship them. So, one so, point for 2016. Enchantress, I was not a big fan of. Um, the voice of Enchantress mm. was, to me, a little annoying. I even wrote Enchantress voice, not a fan. I don't know. There's just something about it. Okay. Um, her as uh, a villain, I was like, yeah. Like, I don't see her as a villain. I see her as, like, like a romantic <laughs> yeah. person in, in movies. So it was tough for me to buy into it as much. Uh-huh. Whereas Starro, it wasn't really played by a character. This is monster. This is the monster. Yeah. So. Want to take over Starro's mom. Yeah. I, I think it's, I think some of it is just who Kara is as a person. I just can't. It's tough for me to buy into it as her as a bad person. Um. So my vote is for twenty-one. Okay. Um, emotional. Next, we have two categories left: emotional connection to the characters. Definitely twenty and twenty-one. I cared way more about Ratcatcher, about uh, Bloodsport, even Polka Dot Man. Uh, like you know, James Gunn made a movie where I cared. About Polka Dot Man, a character that like no one knows about, <laughs> actually, no one cares about, and also Ratcatcher, no one knows about them. Um, and they did they did such a good job of like making me like wow, I'm really rooting for these guys, and uh, they're a lot more likable, you know. The 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 other one where they were like, okay, we're just on a job, we're forced to save the world, you know, like we're just doing it just because like we have to. But like in the second one, they like they have the choice to walk away. You know, like, it would have destroyed the country. Like, eventually the government would have killed mm-hmm. Starro. They could have just walked away. They had what they were doing. But they chose, you know, to actually help those people and actually save the day. Um, there's a good relationship with with Bloodsport, with his daughter. Well, not a good relationship, but but a like a mini arc, <clears throat> a mini story, where in the beginning his daughter is, like, might go to jail because she's kind of like a criminal. Like she steals like this watch, and Waller uses this to to basically blackmail him because like she says that he that she could basically try his daughter as an adult in Louisiana and send her to Belle Rev. Um, and and he goes, 
like I'll join your team if you, if you don't you know send her to jail. Um, and that's how he gets her. And she hates them. She absolutely hates them. They they're literally screaming f you to each other like the first five minutes of their meeting. Um, and then at the very end, when when they show the news of like him saving like you know the world, you know saving like uh, that that country, she goes, "That's my dad." Like she actually like sees him as like not a piece of crap, but as like a hero. Yeah. You know? um, the characters I liked in the first one. That like I kind of got a connection to was like Deadshot yeah. with his daughter, yeah. Um, like the emotional connection with Diablo and loving his family, and then that making a mistake, and then having to oh, like yeah. live with that every second of every day. That was good. Yeah. Yeah, I liked those, but then it was that was kind of it. That was it. Yeah. That was it. Like Rick Flags, emotional connection. I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. It's the classic yeah. like, oh my god, I'm in love with you. I'm just trying to save you. You know. Yeah. Yeah, that was okay. <laughs> And then uh, Killer Croc just wanted to watch BET and eat fried chicken. So, you know, there's no stick. <laughs> yeah, I even uh, wrote. I even I even wrote notes about how it was stereotypical of black in a racist way. Yeah, and and like like yeah, there's no. And then Katana was just there out of nowhere, just like yeah, she's just sad that her husband died, and she's just like absorbing souls and stuff. That's like whatever. Yeah. And she was a badass, but and, it was like connection wasn't like yeah wasn't really there and then captain boomerang who was like there the whole movie he just cared about like his stuffed unicorn which was really weird like they they, <laughs> they give him a weird like like obsession with this unicorn i was like okay like i don't know yeah i, I like um ratcatcher 2's character oh yeah um, yeah, and we're with that with the father with and her father oh uh, we'll oh br- we'll bring that up <laughs> yeah um yeah so overall i liked I like 21. 21. And I, th- I think what definitely was like, yep, I'm, I, I was leaning that way. But like what definitely did it was the rats. Yeah. That scene the at final the end. Scene. Rat, the rat purpose quote. Yeah. Do you, do you remember what that yeah. is? Um, the, they're like on top of some tower and he's there with his daughter and it, her da- his daughter's like, <laughs> why rats, papa? You know? And he goes, rats are the, the loneliest uh, creatures of them all. You know, if, <laughs> if, they, they, if they have purpose, then don't we all or something? Like, some, yeah. something that like, kind of rhymed almost. But it was such a, like, a heartfelt message. And she was crying just re- remembering that scene. Because, like, literally the rats, the lowest creatures in the world, basically saved the day. They were the ones that, that were able to make, make Starro weak enough to, like, basically to eat Starro from the inside and kill him. And she saved the day with her, with her rats, and it shows that like even like the dirtiest, like lonely, like grossest, you know, creatures that everyone hates can still like do really good, you know. And it was like I cried at that scene. Yeah, I, I yeah, it was so it was such a great message, and, and it was yeah really inspirational. Yeah, I wrote it down. I was like, really man, emotional. yeah, like that is that that was one of the best scenes in the whole movie. Oh, yeah. Just because, like, you've been through 
hating rats almost your whole life. Like naturally, almost everybody hates rats. Yeah, they're there. Yeah, yeah. They and, carry like the plague and stuff, and everyone yeah. thinks they're gross. Yeah, you just always look down at them. And then there's this yeah. character who yeah. that's her thing, and you're like, ew, what an awful, yeah. awful gift to have to summon rats yeah. and like be around rats. Like, ew, disgusting. Yeah. And then they have the one rat that always wants to be around blood sport. Uh, <laughs> I think Sebastian. Sebastian. Oh my gosh, he she and, he was like <laughs> waving at them, and they oh make it. They make a joke or like kind of like a bit where Bloodsport has a fear of rats and and in the beginning of the movie in the middle of the movie he hates Sebastian he hates all rats but then at the very end of the movie he like kind of like grows as a character and like attempts to like pet Sebastian and is okay with it and like lets Sebastian onto his leg and you know like I love the scene where like where he first meets him and then like Sebastian is like giving. Uh, Bloodsport a little leap as a gift. He's like, oh, he, he's presenting you a present. And then he's like, what am I going to do with a leaf? Like, <laughs> well, why would I want that? And it's so great. Sebastian and all the rats, they're the real heroes. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, Ratcatcher, yeah, that, that emotion. It yeah, because anyone can relate to that. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, like, everything's yeah. got a purpose. And yeah. it kind of, you know, makes you, it's great. Yeah. I love it. I love that scene. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did the tallies, mm-hmm. and if you have listened all the way through, you will realize this was pretty lopsided. Yeah. Coming in second, a.k.a. last place, between the two, <laughs> three votes for Suicide Squad 2016, mm. for music, a better Rick flag, and the villain, the or villain. the main bad person. Yeah. And everything else... Yep, uh, was, 2021. Yeah, and so, I think that's what reflects also in this mm-hmm. in the like the ratings and scores mm-hmm. and stuff. Like basically, everyone has like agreed that the 20, 2021 version is a lot better than the 2016 version, and because of that, I think it's because the in, back in 2016, if you remember back then, with like Batman versus Superman, Man of Steel, and a Suicide Squad movie, and the Justice League. DC and the executives really had this vision where they wanted to compete with Marvel and create this huge expanded universe where everything's connected and, you know, but what Marvel did was, like, it took years and a lot of individual movies before they started, like, combining things. But then DC kind of rushed everything and just, like, basically, like, took over, like, uh, kind of a lot of the creative process and decisions of what the directors want to do. You know, the directors, like, said, like, they want to do a lot more different things. Um, and that's why you get movies like The Justice League and then the, Sex, the Zack Snyder Cut, where it's, like, the, the director's version of that versus, like, the studio's version of that. And everyone kind of likes this the Zack Snyder version more because it's, like, you know, more of cohesive and more of his story. And um, uh, what's the bad guy... That they changed in that, um, and they made him animated. He was, he was an actual person, and then they made him animated. Oh, with S- the Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf, yeah. Yeah, they they yes, he they changed he cha- changed him up a little bit, but yeah. And after like the big flop of Justice League, the executives kind of realized like, oh man, we kind of messed up. We took way too much control, and I think we're gonna kind of step back and let directors like do what they want to do. And then, um, then you started getting movies like Wonder Woman, Shazam, Aquaman, and those movies were a lot better than the movies that came out pre- previously. 
because the the studio kind of backed off and let the directors actually direct their stories, their their version slash vision, and they turned out a lot better. People liked them a lot more, and the, especially true with this one. When the only the big reason why James Gunn even became this director for this movie was because there was like a bunch of stuff in his past with like with uh, s- some tweets and stuff that happened like years and years ago, and everyone wanted to cancel James Gunn, um, including Marvel, you know, because like he was the director of Guardians of the Galaxy. So they're like they're like, yeah, you're not going to direct the next Guardians movie. We're 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 getting rid of you. And then DC was like, we'll hire you. You know, <laughs> we're we're desperate. Like. We'll take you, we'll, and we'll let you do whatever you want because you're a great director. And that's what they did. They let James Gunn basically free reign, like making a rated R movie, like no, like you know, letting him actually direct everything. And it came out great because he's a great director. And um, even a lot of people, like when that that whole allegation thing came out, it was just like a few kind of like offensive tweets from like years and years ago. Uh, like actors, actors who had worked with them in those Marvel movies, like came out to support him. Like, hey, like don't get rid of him. Like, yeah, like he he said those things, but like you know, like that's the thing with like this cancel culture stuff. It's like you say these things like way in the past, but like you know, stuff that's not okay today. But you're not that same person you were like 15 years ago. Like you grow as a per- person. But Marvel was like, no, we can't take that risk. Boop, and cut him off. And DC. Let them have a chance, and and now we're seeing a lot more DC movies that like the studio is stepping away and letting the directors actually direct and actually do what they want to do, and it's, and it's helping DC a lot. Like now, DC is actually making good movies. Like you know, it was kind of like back in 2016, DC was the butt of the joke, and and I had to agree with them. Like I love DC, and I semi liked those movies, but they they were bad movies. I have to admit, they were bad movies. But now the movies coming out now are way better, way, way more entertaining, way more, uh, just way higher quality. Yeah, I I hope DC because there's so many characters in DC that you want to see. Yeah. And in the past they would do like one movie a year if you're lucky. Yeah. And it would just take so long to get something that you're like just waiting and waiting for this character that you like to come back and do it again. And I think. Now, with all these good directors, they're going to start pumping out more yeah. and be competitive, especially with the um, HBO deal that they made. Right. Yeah, HBO so, and DC are, like, you know, best buddies right now. Yeah. They, I don't know if they, like, own, like, Warner Brothers or they're partnered with them, but, you know, basically yeah. all the DC stuff is on HBO Max now. Yeah, I, th- I think it's great that they can do that because I would love to see, like, three DC movies a year because I'd yeah. like to not see Shazam and... Three years from oh, yeah. now, you know, I like mm-hmm. to see the second one coming out again. Yeah, I like to see one more Wonder Woman before you know she's starting to get to that age in which people like she's. Yeah, they might get like another. Yeah, they yeah, because yeah, I think she's great. And I would like yeah. to see another, like another Justice League, and maybe one yeah. more Superman before he's kind of where he's like I'm done with Superman yeah. as a as Su- a role. Yeah, um, Superman and and uh, um and. Batman, like the the new Batman coming out next year, is I'm really hoping that it's good and really hoping that like I don't want to set my expectations too high, but I really like Robert Pattinson as an actor. I think he's amazing, and I think he's going to be a great Batman. And I, I think Matt Reeves is a good director, and I think he can 
do a really interesting, cool, unique, hopefully, version of Batman. That is, everyone wants to compare, you know, it to like, oh yeah, it's not going to be as good as The Dark Knight. And, and, you know, but everyone wants to do that. But, like, I want him to create his own version, his own movie, his own uh, vision of, like, the Batman universe. And, um, and not, like, let it be, like, uh, everything has to be connected, you know? Like, the, maybe they will do that once they kind of, you know, get the, you know, like, Aquaman's kind of good, uh, Wonder Woman, and hopefully Batman, but Shazam's really good. Yeah, Shazam, too. Yeah. The Rock is going to be Black Adam, and er everyone's hyped for Black Adam. And just because, like, um, uh, everyone loves um, The Rock. And, um... And now HBO is, like, uh, diversifying by making, like, like the kind of, like, uh, the, the Peacemaker movie. Or not the, oh, TV, show. the TV show. Yeah, the TV show. Um, so it's going to be, that's going to be an HBO. And also they're making, if you saw Birds of Prey, the, the um, Black Canary, she's going to have her own TV show. Um, on HBO, which is which is great because she was amazing in that movie. Yeah, I think um, as we start wrapping up this podcast, I think um, DC they had the chance to be like what Marvel is right now. Yeah, when Smarvel came out. Oh yeah, and, and you know, like there's talks of like the Flash and then the Green Arrow TV show. Yeah, the CW and they, verse. Yeah, and they're going to yeah. make a, an Aquaman TV show, but they made one episode. Yeah, and then they canceled it. Yeah. And, like, they kind of dropped the ball on that. And then Marvel took over. And, like, now DC is, like, getting back into that because yeah. they saw that, hey, like, that was a good plan to work. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's going to be exciting to see what DC comes out with. Definitely. In, I, in I think DC is definitely on the um, up and up. They've yeah. learned their lesson, hopefully. And now they can actually make some money. And that means making good movies. And that's what I'm here about because I want good <laughs> DC movies. Yep. Um, so... What do you think should be the next comparison? Ghostbusters, Ocean's Twelve, or versus Ocean's Eight? Any um, any ideas for the next next set of comparison movies? I mean, Got any? Let, let your let your listeners pick it. If you guys have any ideas slash you know movies you want to see compared, I'm always down to watch good two versions of the same movie. <laughs> I think Ghostbusters, yeah, like that'd be. I don't know. That's about like again. I think it was supposed to come out. During the pandemic, um, but it got delayed. Yeah. Um, but I think it's supposed to be coming out um, this this year. Or I'm not sure. I know they made the female Ghostbusters, but that was yeah, years ago. That, and I think and that, that was, was just supposed yeah. to be like the first one. Um, Afterlife Ghostbusters Afterlife. Afterlife. Okay. That's supposed to come out. Yeah, this year, uh, November nineteenth, twenty twenty one. So I kind of want to see that. So we may be able to do that. It'd be it'd be also cool um, to get like a movie yeah. from like the 1920s that they remade. Yeah. Now, like they did a Star Is Born. There was one in like the, I think 1950, mm. and now the one with Bradley Cooper oh, that came okay. out. Huh. So we could do that. But yeah, listeners, if if you have any that you would like to see us compare, or you would like to be on here and discuss your thoughts, email the show info at the podcast on everything. Dot com. And thank you guys for listening. Let us know your thoughts if you've seen both Suicide Squads. Thank you once again, Stephen. Yeah, no problem. Yep. I, for, I forget 
what we called you. Were you the the movie extraordinaire? You were yeah, something. I could be. I could be just the the DC guy. The DC, DC guy. <laughs> the DC movie guy because I love DC and DC movies. Well, thanks again, and thank you guys for listening, and take care.